Hello, my name is Ken, and I want to welcome you back to Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in our lives. This is a series type message, episode one of three. The title of this message is Seriously. Now, I was going to title it, I'm going to knock you out, but for obvious reasons, I changed my mind. It is, of course, another play on words, right? Nope, it's not. And actually worse than that, I was just being nice. And but wow, it's not me that be the knocker-outer. I'm talking about you and your relationship with the God of love. Let's take a look-see. So you should know that God will take you out, right? I mean, if you really understand this, you may have more reverence and fear for his existence in your life. Your understanding of salvation would have more value as well. So back to it. Cut up long enough, and away you go. I'm not saying you lose your salvation, but I do believe we have the ability to influence God insofar as to the amount of time we will be in ministry on earth. And yes, I believe you can lose what you don't enter into, which may include your salvation. There are piles of scriptures that support this, so I will leave it alone for now. So in looking at some of the verses included with this message, As this download is what I refer sometimes to as a scripture dump, or at least I may start referring to it as that, is that my thought is that it is designed to address Christians who are in the process of growing, but that they still have some old damaging heart and flesh issues to deal with. I also, as in this first scripture, believe that we all should know that we will not get away with some of the things we may currently be doing right now in our lives much longer. I know if I didn't include this one from the book of Acts, someone would surely say that God is not in the business of just taking people out for their unaddressed sin. I will do my best to explain each scripture story, and then, in the end, hope that it wraps up into a helpful and complete synopsis, which references multiple books within the Bible. Keep in mind that my goal is not to get through the message as quickly as I can, so that you can run off to lunch with your friends. By all means, pause the audio, grab something to eat, and then return when you are ready to continue. I'm a teacher, not a preacher. As you will see in this first verse, I am breaking it down to show you how to move through the Word of God with intent and well-meaning learning purpose. Don't fret. It doesn't take much practice, but in the end, the Word will illuminate you in ways you could have never imagined had you only exercised a biblical definition of patience in order to let it have its work. Acts 5, 1, 11. But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession and kept back part of the proceeds. Kept back. To hold on to what they had stated belonged to God, but then decided to keep some of it. Hmm. So I think that this isn't just talking about money, but that it could be tied to keeping back part of your gifting to the church. Some of your time from the church. And yes, even some of your money from the church. It could also be that you too have boasted to others that you would give your everything to God to live and to die for him. And when it came time to pay the piper, you held some of whatever it is for you back from the Lord. Look at what Ecclesiastes 5, 4, 5 states. When you make a vow to God, do not delay to pay it, for he has no pleasure in fools. Pay what you have vowed. Better not to vow than to vow and not pay. Now, yes, it is talking about money 
on the surface. But I believe it can also be talking about the use of our time, resources, and including money. Yes, even the desires of our heart. So back to Peter. His wife also being aware of it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart? Now this is a profound question that Peter is asking. You see, when you are lying, Satan has found an access panel with which he can manifest what he is through your life, even if for just a moment. This happens a lot in the media and political circles. Look in John and see what the kids of Satan do, which is why we should not emulate them in their behavior. John 8.4.4 states, You are of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. Now, I'm not saying you are a child of Satan. Nope, what I'm saying is that we do not want to produce what his kids reproduce without a conscience to do otherwise. But so the other glaring issue is how Satan had access to the couple's heart. You see, Satan cannot and does not have permission to afflict us of such things unless we are in unrepentant sin. See what Proverbs 26.2 states? Like a flitting sparrow, like a flying swallow, so a curse without a cause shall not alight. So we see something in the following scriptures that tells us plainly that lying is a spirit. Lying is caused by a demonic spirit that has permission to work through you due to an open curse on your life. In 1 Kings it states, The Lord said to him, chapter 22:22, In what way? So he said, I will go out and be a lying spirit in the mouth of all of his prophets. And the Lord said, You shall persuade him, and also prevail. Go out and do so. Therefore, look, the Lord has put a lying spirit in the mouth of all of these prophets of yours. And the Lord has declared disaster against you. 2 Chronicles 18, 21, 22. So that you do not think you are hopelessly trapped in the cycle of lying, Jesus has made a way. See what Mark 3, 27 states. No one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods, unless he first binds a strong man, and then he will plunder his house. Back to Peter. To lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land for yourself. While it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your own control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. So we see now that when we lie, we are not actually lying to men, but to God. Are we not his kids? And do we not interact with our father one to one? I believe all sin is like this, in that when we do it, it is against God. Doesn't he claim to be the one that corrects and disciplines us? If it wasn't against him, would he have the right to? I think it would be like you going over to your neighbor's house and disciplining their kids. So when he really states that he is your father, it is his name that your sin affects. It is your sin that is against him first. Let's see what King David says about it in Psalms 51, 3, 4. For I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only, I have sinned, and done this evil in your sight, that you may be found just when you speak, and blameless when you judge. 
Humans are just in the way of its path. And unfortunately, they sometimes pay a heavy price. You might even be one of those in whom your whole life has changed because of someone else's sin. This is why we ought to walk in forgiveness and repentance. Doesn't even the whole land groan because of our sins? Roman 8, 19-22 For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subject to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope, because the creation itself will also be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs together until now. Verse 5, Then Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and breathed his last. So great fear came upon all. Those who heard these things, and the young men arose and wrapped him up, carried him out, and buried him. Now it was about three hours later when his wife came in, not knowing what happened. And Peter answered her, Tell me whether you sold the land for so much. The primary point to this is that God chooses how he deals with sin in your life. In this case, it would appear that he wanted to establish a reverential fear in the body of Christ. No doubt the church of today is missing the fear of God. Otherwise, even those on the outside would esteem us highly, let alone those who are attending and calling themselves family. She said yes for so much. Then Peter said to her, How is it that you have agreed together to test the Spirit of the Lord? Look, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out. Then immediately she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. And the young men came in and found her dead, and carrying her out, buried her by her husband. So wives, I believe you have a choice to love your husband more than God or to live your life in such a way that God is the first love in your life. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't always obey or submit to your husbands, and that you should live a spiritual life set apart from your wayward husband, but you don't have to agree with his mess. If he asks you to sin, you want to measure the impact, assess the reason, and determine if God would approve, and then make your decision. If he is simply unsaved, Well, that is for another message, and the instruction may or may not apply. Verse 11, So great fear came upon all the church and upon all those who heard these things. So wow, this seems like a great place to let off. I know, right? I'm sure you think so too. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from it. Together we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, still, and destroy the works of the enemy and create space for the light of light to shine through into people's lives. Plant a seed and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in deep water.